Welcome to All About the Joy with Carmen, a show where we talk to and about high-end wealth individuals on how they can be better with their staff, their clients, their family, and friends. So this is going to be a little bit of a ramble today, but I'm a little bit upset about something, so I just want to share it with all of you and uh, see if anyone else feels the same way. I'm just going to assume you all do, but... I applied for a position the other day through Indeed. Look, I'm always open to the possibilities. So I always keep my eye open for positions that interest me, even if they are full-time. But generally, I'm always looking for something part-time. And the reason why I keep myself open to those possibilities is because as much as I am really good at what I do, I would prefer to be combining my creative life with my skills and talent in the business and financial arena, right? So doing this podcast is kind of part of that whole process. I love speaking and I love helping people. And this is a topic I'm good at. So on my creative website, which is CarmenSuarez.com, you know, you'll see that I've done a lot of things. I've written a book. I've worked as an actor. I continue to work as an actor. I'm working on a second book. And all of that is from the creative part of who I've always been. I grew up as a dancer. And if it were up to me and I didn't have a bad hip injury, I, you know, think that I would still be today on Broadway choreographing. I say still, not because I was ever there, but because that was the dream, right? To to dance on Broadway and then be a choreographer. So anyways, going back to this opportunity on Indeed, it was a position that needed somebody who knew a lot about financial issues. Specifically, they wrote bookkeeping, which I'm a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, or at least I used to be because I was certified. I don't do it anymore. I use QuickBooks with all of my clients. My point is I know QuickBooks very well, um, and I do not get paid or I am not sponsored by QuickBooks, but just for the arguments right now, the discussion that we're having, (laughs) did I just say arguments? (laughs) The point is I know bookkeeping extremely well. I've been doing it for 25 years professionally. And even though I try not to do it that much anymore, I tend to hire bookkeepers for my clients. It is something that I still supervise. And I also handle all my own books on QuickBooks to this day. So this job opportunity needed somebody who knew bookkeeping very well. And I also know other programs as well in the bookkeeping world. It also intrigued me because it needed somebody who was a writer, somebody who could write about financial issues. And that really was what the job was about in a nutshell. So I got my resume that, you know, I always keep updated. And then I really worked on a cover letter that I thought would be appropriate. And I also gave them the links to my personal and my business site, which you all know is CarmenSConsulting.com is my business site. So they could look me up in any way, shape or form they needed to, to get any background. And I submitted it. It took me a couple of hours to do it, but I, you know, I just wanted it to be a good reflection of who I am. And I liked the possibility of that. So I submitted it. 
Well, 30 seconds after submitting it, I received a notification that I needed to take two tests in order for my application to process to the next level. Look it, here's what this podcast is about today. (laughs) If you are in HR and in recruiting, or you're an employer looking for an employee to fill a position, and you are using tests on Indeed in order to find the right person, you're doing it wrong. And for all of you recruiters out there who think this is a good way to weed people out, I am telling you right now, it's not. It is such a lazy way to go. And look at I could see if you were talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars for a position, but I basically think this was maybe a mid-level position. Even still, I'm going to tell you right now, jobs that I have been headhunted for or that I've applied for in the past um, that were hundreds of thousands of dollars, the last thing they do is test people. Okay? So if you're testing people on an automation thing from Indeed or from what's the other one there, LinkedIn, or whatever other of these places provide these tests, if that's how you're weeding people out, you're doing it wrong and you're being lazy. And here's why. I understand that for every position, you get thousands of job possibilities. I get that. But if people are taking the time to do a cover letter and send you their resume, you can easily weed out people that way. Because here's the problem. The problem with all of those tests that in the past I've taken, by the way, especially because I wanted to know as an employer what I would be putting people through. The problem with those tests is those tests say nothing about your skill level except on your ability to take tests. Let me repeat that again. When you request without meeting someone, without talking to someone, without even looking at someone's resume, when you request somebody to do a test on these automated thingamajiggies on LinkedIn and Indeed and whatever else you're using to recruit people, you're weeding out people who can't take tests. That's all you're doing. Let me give you some more information as to why I think this is so lazy. And this is why I don't use recruiting People, I'm so sorry, because I know that's a big part of HR when you outsource this. So, but this is why I don't do it. I can teach anyone a skill. If I'm looking for an entry level or even mid-level employee, I can teach most any skill. And there's always an orientation process. There's always a time frame between when that person comes in the door, learns the job, and then is on their own and doing it brilliantly or not, right? If I want somebody to already have bookkeeping skills and they've been a bookkeeper for 10 years or two years or 15 years or whatever it is you need, then I know that they've done bookkeeping, especially if they're a QuickBooks advisor. Doesn't matter. If I'm requesting somebody to be a bookkeeper and a writer, and those are the people that are sending me applications, I'm going to allow that as, yes, they can do that. Now, if they can't do that, you'll know that in the first interview. You can ask questions 
regarding any question in QuickBooks or bookkeeping. And that's the other thing that gets me angry about this. I am positive that the people that are being hired to recruit for these positions have no idea or understanding at all about bookkeeping or writing. So that's the other reason why they're using the test. It's such a lazy thing. I can teach anyone any skill whatsoever. What I can't teach is integrity, loyalty. I can't teach someone to be a hard worker or trustworthy. I can't teach someone to be a great personality that fits with my organization. So when you look at a resume, when you look at a cover letter, the way in which you start weeding people out is if they don't have the skills you asked for or their cover letter doesn't say whatever it is you need to hear. Maybe it's too formal. Maybe there's too many mistakes. Maybe there's, you know, something off in the way they wrote it, or maybe it doesn't feel really particular to what you need, but that's how you start weeding out people. You don't do it by adding in tests, especially if you don't know anything about the test. I hate this so much. If anything, I would give a test after I had a phone interview or Zoom interview with a prospective person. You know, it just rubs me the wrong way. And I think you're doing it wrong. And here's what I'll say on the flip side for people who are looking for jobs, because I'm not trying to tell people not to take tests. You do what you feel you need to do in order to get the job. So if you're comfortable taking tests as someone who's looking for a new position in a new company, in a new field, and that might give you an edge, I want you to know that I am not discounting that people may need to actually do tests. The problem is not with the person looking for the job. The problem is with the human resources person or the recruiter. So I'm giving a shout out to companies who are looking for talent, who say that they can't get people to work for them. I'm telling you right now, your problem has nothing to do with people who want jobs. Everybody wants to be working and everybody who is submitting a resume, like, what do you think people are doing by submitting resumes and cover letters, trying to screw you over? Like, how are they going to, how are they going to screw you over? At the end of the day, if you hire the wrong person and you set them up to fail because they were great at doing some stupid test and so they got past the first barrier without anyone looking at their resume or their cover letter or having a conversation with them, that's on you. There has not been one person that I have ever hired and I've hired so many people. I've hired so many people for other companies. There has not been one person who did not work out. And I've stayed in touch with so many of these human beings. Actually, it just dawned on me, like so many of them are my friends. One of them is my best friend. I hired her for a client many, many years ago, and we've become best friends. I mean, when you do your job well enough, when you understand what it is you're looking for, you don't need to humiliate people or make people feel bad or test people with arbitrary tests that really don't matter. Because here's the other part of it that's interesting. Even if you just have a phone conversation with somebody for five minutes, you can learn so much about who they are, what they're good at, 
and if they fit with the organization. And yeah, does that take a little bit of time? Sure does. But that's the hard work it takes to actually get a real employee that will then stay with the company. If you hire the right person, they're not going to quit in eight months. Because that's the other thing that boggles my mind. And people are saying, oh no, it's just the new way we do things. No. Every time I look at people's resumes now and I see that people have jumped from job to job from like they've worked one place for six months, another place for eight months. And the, and people are saying that's just the new way, the way things are now. No, no, it's actually not. The problem is, is you're hiring the wrong people and then you're not treating them well. You're not treating your employees well enough to want to stay or you're setting them up to fail so they can't succeed anyways. Therefore, they're unhappy, you're unhappy, and people end up parting ways. Now, I'm not saying people are going to stay at jobs anymore for 20, 25 years, but you know what? This whole weirdness with people staying at companies for six to eight months, honey, that's on you. That's on employers. Do better. And recruiters? Shoot. Don't even get me started because that's going to be a whole other podcast. Okay. We're going to keep this in an up note. Have a blessed day. Thanks for stopping by All About the Joy. Be better and stay beautiful, folks. Have a sweet day.